Welcome back to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm Sarah Rupel, your host, and this is our weekly list of five things you should know about. Topping the list this week at number one, late last week, CMS released their 2023 Medicare Advantage and Part D Advance Notice. It's a long document that typically calls for comments on what CMS plans to do for the next plan year. So we're talking 2023. CMS outlines proposed changes to capitation rates and payment policies. So, like I said, the official document can get pretty long. This year's clocks in at 159 pages. And true to the Biden-Harris administration's promise, there's a lot of focus on health equity and how to bring about a better system of health equity to the Medicare program. One of the proposed measures in the advance notice is the creation of a health equity index, and this is set to be part of the star ratings criteria. If you remember, we mentioned a few episodes back that the 2023 star ratings would be affected by FEMA's nationwide declaration of a major disaster because of COVID-19. And those declarations can essentially qualify a plan as an affected contract for the extreme and uncontrollable circumstances adjustment. So in order to be able to create star ratings for Medicare plans, there's got to be more ways to determine those ratings. CMS is soliciting feedback on a few different methods to come up with those ratings, one of which is the Health Equity Index. Another is, quote, a measure to assess whether plans are screening enrollees for health-related needs, such as food, housing, and transportation, end quote. Other methods include value-based models for Part C ratings and reporting by social risk factors to help both Part C and Part D plan sponsors identify potential areas of improvement. The fact sheet for the advance notice also reports on risk adjustment plans for Medicare Advantage, end-stage renal disease, PACE, and Medicare Part D, each within their own section as each is their own program. Overall, the advance notice predicts a 7.98% increase in the expected average change in revenue. We will be linking to a few documents in our notes for this episode, and we will be poring over the official PDF and reporting back with news and updates over the course of the next month. Comments on the advance notice are due to CMS by Friday, March 4th, with the final 2023 rate announcement expected by Monday, April 4th. Number two, the Biden-Harris administration announced late last week that Medicare beneficiaries would soon be able to get up to eight free over-the-counter COVID-19 test kits per month at no cost. According to the release on CMS's website, this is the first time Medicare will cover an over-the-counter test without cost to beneficiaries. There was some confusion originally on how to make the tests available to Medicare beneficiaries, but CMS, quote, 
identified a pathway that will expand access to free over-the-counter testing for Medicare beneficiaries. This new initiative will enable payment from Medicare directly to participating pharmacies and other participating entities to allow Medicare beneficiaries to pick up tests at no cost, end quote. Now, according to the release, the administration has targeted early spring for the launch of this program, but no word yet on an official specific date. Until that time, Medicare beneficiaries do have some options. There are the four free over-the-counter tests for home delivery that can be ordered at covidtests.org. Quick update, though, we have not yet received ours at our house, but again, I will let you know when we do. There are also free testing sites, 20,000 of them available through various healthcare providers nationwide. We will have the link to a list of sites. You might have noticed large signs in your area denoting where these locations are. And then beneficiaries can also access COVID tests performed by a lab when ordered by an authorized healthcare professional at no cost. So there are some options for now, and there will be more options coming soon. We will be linking to a few articles on this topic and a Medicare Living article that would be great to share with your clients. It has all the information and links that we just mentioned. Number three, tis the season for studies and reports, and it seems like we are getting some good ones lately. Cover My Meds recently published a study on medication access, and it is loaded with interesting information. Access to prescription medication has been a topic we've been following along with for a few years now, it seems. We've talked about the burgeoning cost of prescriptions here on the podcast, as well as the desire for a more equitable system. We're seeing that as an industry trend of late. And this isn't just a study on skipping prescriptions, because some Americans are forced to skip out on care completely. Obviously, the pandemic was a big cause in delaying care and foregoing prescriptions. But that's not the exclusive reason. In fact, when it came to prescriptions, only 36% of respondents to this study attributed COVID-19 restrictions to their decision. 26% said it was because of cost. 25% cited insurance challenges. 10% blamed it on delays in provider communication. And 6% had transportation limitations. Now, the great thing about studies like these is that it can give you a glimpse into what current trends are driving decision-making for your clients. That 25% claiming insurance challenges may or may not be an issue you can help with. It's admittedly a broad category, but you can certainly make sure your clients know what to do when they have questions about a claim. There's a lot of info we could unpack here as well, probably enough for its own episode. But another area I thought was interesting that I'll point out is that 84% of pharmacists 
are helping patients with benefit information in a given week. The majority of that, 41%, is helping patients understand their coverage. We say it a lot here on the podcast. You can do so much for your insurance clients by helping to educate them about their insurance options. But it doesn't stop there. But it doesn't stop there. You can and should help them understand the plan that they chose as well. That's how you build up that trust so that when they have questions or need additional coverage, you are the trusted expert they reach out to. Number four, in the Senate, there's a bipartisan effort underway to make mental health care more accessible, as accessible as physical health care. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden spoke in a hearing on Tuesday this week. The topic was youth mental health, and there have been quite a few interesting takeaways from that hearing. Wyden hopes to have a bill ready by the end of summer, a bill with bipartisan support, which is an important and necessary detail these days. In that hearing, he said, quote, The law requires equality for coverage between physical health and coverage for mental health. Too many families in America are put through bureaucratic torment when they try to get that coverage, end quote. And it shouldn't be like that. Many of the reports I've read coming in as a result of these hearings are largely about mental health, the effects of the pandemic, and the effects of social media. Mental health is one of the pillars of this podcast, so we will be keeping close tabs on this legislation. Number five, community plays a big role in your insurance business. It's usually the first place you start out selling, in your backyard, right? I came across an interesting article in ThinkAdvisor recently that I have to mention because it's quite honestly a great marketing strategy for your business, and it has to do with news, specifically local news, news deserts, and the power of information. Now, if you live in a news desert, you know what that looks like. You know what that feels like. But you also probably know that the people living in these areas still crave local content. We want local information. It helps us feel connected. We talk about providing information in your own newsletter to clients as a marketing strategy. But what about making contributions to local media? Chances are there's a local newspaper, a blog, an association, maybe even a radio station or local podcast that would love to be a platform for your expertise. Of course, you want to keep this information strictly educational so you don't violate any of CMS's Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements. But think of the potential exposure for your business. Now, you want to make sure that you know what you're talking about and that the communication will represent you well. Like I said, it's an idea to think about. We'll be linking to that article in our notes, so be sure to check it out. Rupel recommends two items for this week's episode. First up, 
we launched a brand new series on Wednesday this week called Agent Apps. Tina Lamaroo is the host, and she's taking a look at different apps, reviewing them, and reporting back on her findings. This week, we focused on fitness apps, so make sure you give that a listen. We will have the link in our notes, but the best way to make sure that you're not missing out on any of these new episodes is to follow along with our podcast. Second thing, if there is such a thing as following too many podcasts, I might have found evidence for it this week, and I follow about 350 podcasts. It's a lot of volume, and I somehow missed that Rabbits Season 2 dropped into the free feeds beginning on January 19th. Now, I know that some would suggest that podcasts have a discoverability problem. That topic is always brought up when discussing how to move the industry forward. But I need a way to get updates on the shows I follow without having to unfollow any. Spotify does have notifications coming to their app, and I know that other listening apps allow for notifications. But I think I need to be able to get a more granular look at podcast episodes when I'm going to listen. I can certainly search by genre, but I think being able to sort podcasts I follow by genre or even put certain podcasts into specific lists that I can then sort through would be great. Now, I'm generally not a fan of unfollowing a show, like I said, mainly because I follow so many podcasts that have then come out with new seasons and spinoffs, and I don't want to miss out on those. But in any case, we've got a great new series for you to follow here on the podcast, and I now have four episodes of Rabbits to binge this weekend in order to catch up and be current before next Wednesday. You can grab links to all of the resources we mentioned in today's episode in the notes, And again, make sure you're following along with us so you don't miss out on the second episode of Agent Apps. It's coming soon. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao.